Everybody perfectly understands Daniel chapter 7. Yeah, that's where we are. I can pretty much just sit, sit down. It'll be fine. Um, uh, we want to talk about things that are true this morning. Um, it's true. Let me just kind of give it to you uh, straight up front, right? Four things that are true from Daniel chapter 7. It's true that there are beasts, beasts, plural, right? It's true that we have a God who fights for us and wins, second thing. It's true that Jesus rules and reigns, we would say, forever. And it's true that we rule and reign with Jesus. It's true that we rule and reign with Jesus. So uh, in the middle of this crazy vision, uh, right, we get, uh, and its explanation, we get an anxious and alarmed Daniel who says, hey, tell me the truth about all these things. It's down in uh, verse 15 and 16. As for me, Daniel, my spirit within me was anxious, and the visions of my head alarmed me. I approached one of those who stood there and asked him the truth concerning all this. So he's seen this vision of the beast, and he's seen uh, this ancient of days character, and he's seen this one that is like a son of man, and he approaches uh, an angel that's around the throne of God, around the ancient of days. And he says, hey, will you tell me the truth concerning all of this? And so if we just kind of begin to take each one of these and break them down, we want to think about what is true in Daniel 7 and, and why does Daniel need to see it? Why does he need to know that it's true? So uh, it's true, first of all, that there are beasts, right? And those beasts make life hard. Uh, there are four beasts in Daniel chapter 7, four monsters, if you will. And uh, those four beasts are four kings, we're told, in 7 verse 18. Um, and, and each beast, each monster, gets more evil, uh, more terrifying, and more deadly than the one before. Um, the, the fourth beast is the most terrifying, the most deadly, um, the most evil of all of them. Uh, that fourth beast uh, has, has, uh, has, has uh, teeth of iron and claws of bronze. And he's got ten horns sticking up out of his head. Um, th those horns, right? A horn is a symbol of power. And so this is a beast, a monster that is very, very powerful. Um, and then uh, as Daniel is watching it, there's an eleventh horn that, that, uh, that pops up. And, uh, and seems to get aggressive uh, against or with the other horns. Um, remember, this is a vision that God is giving to him. So this is strange language. Just kind of stick with it. This is going to uh, make sense in just a second. Um, that one horn, that 11th horn that pops up and gets aggressive and eliminates some of the other horns um, is described as being boastful. Right? He speaks great things. He's described as being boastful. And, uh, and we learn later that he makes war against the people of God. Whatever that means, uh, it might be a physical harm, it might be a, uh, just a spiritual harm, it might be a, an emotional harm, but somehow or another, this powerful figure, this powerful king makes war against the people of God. Um, we also learn that this, uh, that this 11th horn, he speaks against God. Um, uh, other uh, ways of saying that is that he blasphemes, he, he speaks against, he demeans, he belittles, he distracts people's hearts and minds away from God. And, 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 and this 11th horn wants to do things differently. He wants to do uh, life differently than God wants to do it. 
That's the, all that language about how um, uh, this this horn, this this last beast, right? He wants to change the times and the law. That's down in verse 25. Uh, and so, so this horn, right? This beast, uh, these beasts uh, make life <laughs> miserable. That's what's really happening, right? Uh, it's absolutely true that there are beasts, and that those beasts make our lives miserable. Um, we can get into and debate the specifics of the, the four great beasts. Uh, uh, a historical interpretation would say that these, uh, this is like uh, Daniel's being shown or given uh, the next maybe two, three, four hundred years worth of history. And that the great beasts are, are maybe the, the kingdom of Babylon and the kingdom of the Medes and the kingdom of Greece and the kingdom of Rome. Right? Hundreds of years of history of, are, are being unfolded in front of the eyes and the heart and the mind of Daniel. But, but regardless, right, the point is that there are powerful things that rise up in life and make life hard. And so we can think about the monsters in our own heart. Uh, we can think about the monsters in the world that we face. Uh, we can think about the who, we can think about the what, right? Some, some people are monstrous people to us. Uh, some circumstances, some events are monstrous things to us. Uh, but regardless, right, there are monsters that rise up and make life miserable, make life hard. Um, why would it be good for Daniel to know this? <laughs> Uh, we can begin to just kind of guess, right? Uh, it would be good for Daniel to know that there's going to be more beasts to come, more hard times, more uh, significantly difficult things to come, so that way the surprise is eliminated. Uh, it, it's still going to be surprising. It's still going to be hard when, when, uh, when difficult times or, or difficult monsters or beasts or seasons rise up, but at least the surprise is taken away a little bit, right? It's not like, oh, how did that happen? No, it's like we should almost kind of expect hard times. We should almost expect difficulties. Um, we should expect evil, terrifying, and destructive things to come. And, and, and Daniel's being told, hey, you should probably expect things to get worse. Each beast gets worse. Each monster gets more evil, more terrifying, more destructive. And, and so rather than expecting things to get better, <laughs> uh, the message to Daniel here is, hey, you might expect things to get even worse. But, but here's the other piece. Daniel, you should expect it to end. You should expect each monster, you should expect each beast to come to an end. You should expect each difficult season, each difficult moment to come to an end. It's pretty interesting. By the end of this, right, you get four beasts, four monsters that are kind of running around. But, but, but the sense is that uh, each one is replaced, each one is temporary, um, each one uh, kind of becomes uh, irrelevant. <laughs> uh, each one kind of diminishes in power and, and, and in what we would say is dominion, right? So, so um, Daniel, you should expect that those hard things are going to come to an end. You should expect that those things have a shelf life. It's absolutely true that there are beasts. It's also absolutely true that we have a God who fights for us and wins. 
we've just got to see this, right? If, if the beasts and the monsters are, are really in uh, chapter 7, verses 1 through, nine, uh, one through 8, th- then we get this truth in verses 9 to 12 that says, hey, we've got a God who fights for us and he wins. Again, right, Daniel asks for the truth concerning all of this. It's not just the monsters that he's asking for the truth about. It's not just the, the, the beasts that he wants to know about. He wants to know about this one that is called the Ancient of Days. Uh, ancient means that he's been around for a very long time. Uh, days means it's like a, a current uh, present tense moment, right? Ancient of Days. So this one has been around for a very long time. We're, of course, talking about God the Father, yeah, and we can't help but just see like how uh, extremely opposite of the beasts and the monsters this is. There's absolute purity here, right? The, uh, this ancient of days is clothed in white clothing. And, uh, and this ancient of days is wise. He's got white hair, which in scripture is a, is a symbol of wisdom, right? Uh, so if you've got white hair... You've got that going for you, right? This ancient of days has white hair. He is wise. And we have to see this. He is worshipped. Um, the, the ESV uses the language of serve, but the actual word there is just worshipped. He is worshipped by all of those who are around his throne. Um, and he is seated, <laughs> uh, which is an extreme, uh, again, extreme contrast to, to, the, to the chaos of the beasts and the monsters. Um, the, the beasts and the monsters are running around. Uh, they're creating a lot of craziness. They come out of the sea. The sea in Old Testament language is, um, is very much like uh, a place of chaos. It's unpredictable. It's uncontrollable. And so here, right, the, the fact that the Ancient of Days is seated means that, that he's in contrast to what the beasts and the monsters are doing. And, and, and we learn uh, down in verse 10 that, that he's seated in judgment, uh, which means that he is determining who is right and who is wrong. <laughs> he is determining uh, what is right and what is wrong. But we also have to see that uh, maybe in a, a little bit more uncomfortable way, there is fire that comes out from him, and that fire that comes out from him is not, um, is not just like a picture of his guiding presence. Uh, the fire that comes out from him is very much a thing of judgment, Right? Uh, God, the Father, the Ancient of Days, is ready to destroy anything that is not right, which probably includes the beasts and the monsters that are there in verses 1 through 8. Um, and judge and destroy he does, right? We get this incredible um, uh, thing that happens in verses 11 and 12. Uh, just see this, right? Um, the beast was killed and its body destroyed. It's like like that. There's no contest. There's no competition. It's just boom, done. And so we've just got to see this, right? We've got a God who fights for us and wins. And it's not like a struggle uh, to win. It's not like a struggle uh, to be victorious. No, he just fights and wins. The beast was killed and its body was destroyed. Um, and the dominion of the beasts, the other beasts that were still around, uh, the other beasts are allowed to live. We have to see that. The other beasts were allowed to live, but their dominion was taken away. Dominion is a word that means um, you have a right to rule or a right to reign. Uh, and so the dominion was taken away from them. We have a God 
who fights for us and wins. Why is that good to know? <laughs> it's good to know because sometimes all we can see is the beasts and the monsters in our lives. Anybody else? Now, I'm going to come back to that thought at the end uh, of our reflection time today, but sometimes we just get stuck only seeing, you know, one side of the coin, so to speak. We only see uh, the, the beasts and the monsters, the hard things that are happening, and we lose sight of the fact uh, that we've got a God who wins. Um, sometimes we can feel uh, lost and defeated, and so it's incredibly good to know um, that something else is true. Um, at the exact same simultaneous time, right? So, so it's not like, uh, you know, Daniel gets this picture and then later gets this other picture. He's, he's like seeing these things kind of at the same time. It's like one picture on top of another picture or one picture uh, side by side with another picture, right? The beasts are happening and the Ancient of Days enters the picture and fights and wins. And so we've just got to see that, that this is incredibly hope-filled and powerful for this man named Daniel. Daniel asked for the truth concerning all of this. And the truth is that there are beasts. It's also true that God wins, and it's also true that Jesus rules and reigns forever. So if we're looking uh, at the, uh, the chapter, right, 17 and 13, verses 13 and 14, um, uh, 13 and 14 say this, that, that Jesus rules and reigns forever. Uh, we see this picture of the Son of Man coming on clouds, uh, to the Ancient of Days. It says that he comes to and that he's presented to the Ancient of Days. Um, Jesus, right, um, get this, 82 times, 82 times in the Gospels, Jesus is referred to as the Son of Man. And so what we see here is Daniel is somehow seeing the Son of Man coming to the Ancient of Days, coming to the Father before he's actually born in Bethlehem. It's just this beautiful moment, right? And, and what happens when he comes to the Ancient of Days? He's given a gift. He's given dominion, right? He's given the right to rule and reign over all things. Um, he, he's given glory, right? Glory um, is a word that means weight or esteem. Um, so so uh, the Son of Man is given weightiness uh, to be uh, stronger and, and heavier than everything else that we'll encounter, um, the Son of Man is given a kingdom, and that kingdom, right, his dominion is an everlasting dominion. It lasts forever. And that dominion, his kingdom, shall not pass away. And that kingdom cannot be, what, destroyed, down in verse 14. It's absolutely true that Jesus rules and reigns forever. Why is that good to know? Oh, man, it's so good to know that somebody else is in control right? Um, that somebody else is in control, ruling and reigning over all things forever. Um, that I don't have to try to be in control. That, uh, that, that I don't have to worry when it feels like everything is chaotic and out of control. That, that there is someone or something else that is ruling and reigning forever. Um, it's good to know uh, that Jesus rules and reigns forever because, um, because we only know and understand temporary it's really funny, uh, all the kids were uh, only really, uh, for the most part, doing, like, uh, you know, cars and rollerblades. But, I mean, think about it, right? We only know temporary. Everything in our human, earthly experience is temporary. Everybody and everything comes to an end. And so, 
it's kind of hard to fathom something that is everlasting, something that can't be destroyed, something that can't be taken away. And, and it's massively good news and massively helpful to know, oh, there's something that lasts forever. And it's not like it diminishes in quality over time. No, no, this is God, this is Jesus that doesn't diminish in quality over time. It's massively good news to know that there's something that lasts forever, that the dominion and the rule and the reign of God lasts forever. Uh, Daniel, anxious and alarmed, asked for the truth concerning these things. And so we've talked about how it's absolutely true that there are beasts. We just have to acknowledge that and see that in our life. Um, it's absolutely true that God wins. It's absolutely true that Jesus rules and reigns forever. And it's absolutely true that we rule and reign with him. <laughs> uh, the saints of the Most High, this is verse 18, the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever and ever. Uh, down in verse 27, this is incredible language. The kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the Most High, to you. <laughs> right? This is incredible language that picks up on a really important theme in Scripture that you represent the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That we have kingdom responsibility to be the hands and the feet of Jesus everywhere we go to everyone that we encounter. Why is this good to know? Uh, because very often we don't feel very powerful, do we? Right, very often we kind of short uh, sell, short sale um, our uh, worth in the kingdom of God. Uh, we very often even neglect or, 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 or reject our kingdom responsibility to be the hands and feet of God in this world. And so it's massively good to see that, okay, the Ancient of Days, right, has dominion under his control. He takes it away, right, from the beast. He gives it to Jesus, and Jesus shares it with us. It's absolutely true that there are beasts. It's absolutely true that we have a God who fights for us and wins. It's absolutely true that Jesus rules and reigns forever. And it's absolutely true that, that you rule and reign with him. All right, let me, uh, let me see if I can just illustrate this ever so quickly. What do you guys see there? A what? It's not a smiley face. It's a frown face. Shows what you know. It's a sad face. It's a happy face. Shows what you know. Check, check this out. Um... So often, all we see is the thing right in front of us. And Daniel 7 is trying to tell us that there's a bigger picture. Uh, so often in life, all I see is the, the sad face. I see the things around me that, that, that are bad. I see the chaos around me. I, I see the things in myself that aren't good. And, and I lose the other truth. I've got a Jesus who loves me, died for me, rose from the dead, ascended into heaven, and gives me kingdom responsibility. 
Daniel 7 is super powerful because it reminds us that there's, a, there's such a bigger picture than just the moment that we face. Um, that there's so much more going on than we can imagine or than we are experiencing in that moment when we get cut off on the street. That there's so much more going on when I, uh, than, than I can see when I mess up. There's so much more going on when, when all I experience is the chaos of life. And, and Daniel 7 is trying to pull the curtain back so that we can see the truth. Daniel comes alarmed and anxious, and rightly so. These, these beasts and these monsters are incredibly frightening. And, and, and nobody wants to know, oh, things are going to get harder. Nobody wants to see, oh, this is going to be really difficult for you. But, but the curtain is pulled back, and Daniel gets to see it, and anxious and alarmed, he comes and he asks about the truth. Tell me the truth concerning these things. And so it's absolutely true that there are beasts. It's absolutely true that we have a God who fights for you and wins. It's absolutely true that Jesus rules and reigns forever. And it's absolutely true that you rule and reign with him. Let's pray. Uh, Father, we, we just thank you for um, pulling the curtain back and letting Daniel see. Uh, you are showing him what to expect. You are showing him what is true. Uh, you are helping him to wrestle with, uh, man, these kind of like dual realities of like life that's really hard and yet a God that's absolutely in control. Uh, we have the same wrestling point. Uh, we, have, we have the same struggles of life is hard and life is difficult and yet knowing and trusting and believing that it's true. You're in control. You rule and reign over all things for all time. And so today, we just lift our eyes to you as the everlasting one, uh, as the one that will not and cannot pass away or be destroyed. We praise you for who you are, for all you have done, and even for your entrusting the work of the kingdom to us. Jesus, we thank you and we praise you. Amen.